Welcome back to Sam Smoke Sessions. Uh, what episode of this is this, uh, Sita? Are we on 14 now? In Thai. Last... In Thai? Oh, God damn it. <laughs> um, um, Google, Google, Google. See, we just had oh. a Thai lesson. We're, we're, we're uh, teaching Sita. That's That's Oh, damn. Our, our I've been guest, sniped by the guest. Our mysterious <laughs> guest, who we're super excited to have on, who we're going to introduce here in a moment. Just got just fucking sniped Sita right out of his fucking gaming chair. (laughs) (laughs) We're trying to to snipe every angle that we can right now. Yeah, the Siam Simp just got sniped. Oh, man, that was pretty good on 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 14. Yeah. So uh, we are on episode 14. Um, So let me ask you a question. Sita. I've got a question for you. So uh, last night I had a little run in with some fellas from from Italy um, in a truck uh, that is driven around Chiang Mai, which is a red color truck. Um, what is this red color truck called in Thai? So we're not going to call it by the Farang term as tuk tuk. No, the truck, not the, not tuk tuks, the trucks. <sighs> God damn it! God damn it! God damn it! You, I'll accept two s- different. I'll accept two different answers. You said it earlier as well, and I'm just yeah. Like, I was I was talking to you just like f- ten minutes ago about it. Is it Song Tao? Yes. Now, what does that mean? Uh, s- something rose, isn't it? Yeah, it's, two bench, two benches. Song is, uh, is okay. Okay. Two, I, Tao is bench. You get the two I, bench. Because there's two benches in the back. Yeah, there's two benches in the back where people sit. So uh, for a little context, last night I was driving around Chiang Mai and there was some uh, four Italian. I've got video of this, by the way. It is legit. I I showed Sita before the call. If you're curious to hit us up, we'll send you the video. There were some uh, Italian uh, guys fighting in the back of a Song Tao. There's about four of them uh, throwing down. And I had to drive, drive and chase them down. And uh, they broke, they pulled off part of the handlebar of the Song Tao. And because these Song Tao guys rent the trucks, and they have to pay out of pocket. So when I finally caught up to them by Zoe, which is the nightclub in Chiang Mai, when I finally caught up to them, I, in Thai, I asked the driver if, uh, if um, you know, if he had the video on in the, in the uh, Song Tao. And uh, we had gotten it all on video. So we had we got this guy breaking the song Tao on video. And so I asked the guy, the driver, I said, how much is this going to be to fix in Thai? And he said, Siloy bot, 400 bot. And so I told the Italian guys, pay him 1000 bot. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they, they coughed up 1000 bot. And I said, you better control your fucking boy because they were wiling. We've got the video. The, uh, what do you think of that video, Sita? This is another reason why I said people should smoke instead of drink. They were drunk. They were drunk. Yeah, they they were very drunk. It's smoke instead, then you ain't going to be fucking fighting in the back of a tuk-tuk. Goddamn. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, what are you smoking on anyway, Sita? At the moment, what do I have? What do I have? Oh, at the moment, I've just got some not... Uh, uh, I, what is it called? Sour Diesel. That's it. I'm so high, oh, I forgot the classic. name of it. Got some old school sour uh, diesel. Nice... Yeah, so it's, 
I had some New York City diesel from Fat Buds in Bangkok, and it's very, very similar in the turb area. Nice classic. Not like the gas that a lot of people claim now. Like a lot of people see the word diesel and think it's going to be like when the gas, like GMO or jet fuel, but it's kind of a different kind of acidic, I guess, gas. It's the only way I can explain it. Again, I'm not as genius, but yeah. But Bill, what are you smoking on? Are you actually smoking today? Uh, yeah, I picked up. I picked up. Yeah, I picked up some uh, uh, blueberry last night for it was a pretty decent price at a at Starbucks down by uh, Tape Gate. Um, Very so I had nice. some of that earlier. Um, but introduce our guest, Sita, because I'm super stoked for this. I want to jump right into this one. We we can't delay. Okay. So on this podcast, we mentioned a legend, a legend that even Bill didn't believe was a real incarnation of a being. I didn't think this guy and, was real. I didn't even think this guy was real. I thought this was thank, a fictional character because because of, of everything I've heard. So I, I was stoked to have this guy on. But yeah, go ahead, Sita. <laughs> Thankfully, through one of our listeners and previous guests, Drew from Kanchana, we were managed to track down the legend from the Cookies article. We have William Fry himself on the podcast. How you doing, my brother? Good, 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 bro. How you guys doing? Beautiful. We're good, good. we're good. I'm doing so, good. Yeah. You know, this guy said the legend. I, I, I didn't expect that one. <laughs> uh, yeah. After me trying to like persuade Bill that you're a real person, definitely a legend in my book now. <laughs> okay. So what, what was what was the what was the concern? What was he saying as far as was I real? What do you mean as far as then you heard the story? I'm guessing a little bit of the story. Well, okay. So. so yeah so yeah we because there was a article in coconuts it's like an online blog news thing about the coconuts or excuse me the uh cookies opening there in bangkok right right so when that came out at the end there's like a paragraph describing william fry which is you and and just the, the way it was written was like this is the way it was written william fry came to Patia to live the dream. He left his life in Northern California. He had a cannabis business called they see they got they got your business name wrong in the article. They? they called it Tees on Deck, but it's Trees oh, on Deck. Oh, trees on so deck. that's that was the one problem because I was trying to find like Tees on Deck and I was like Tees on Deck doesn't exist. <laughs> and so that's where I, that's where I'm starting to be like okay, this guy is this guy real or not? But then now it makes sense trees cuz you know, we're talking about weed anyway. Yeah. But um but yeah, and then it's describing how you came out, Burner. You know, you met Burner. He signed your arm, and you got the cookies tattoo. Tattoo. Every there's a there's a hell of a story behind everything. That's why I really want to spend the time with you guys to let you guys know. It also saves me the time as far as uh, telling each person that I come across in life. I can always go back to the podcast. Hell so, yeah. Podcast. Let's do it. Check it out. Uh, so we can start back. Uh, I'm very much real. Uh, 42 years old. Um, I've been in the cannabis industry. Basically, if you really want to go down to the, from the time I started smoking, I consider myself in the industry as a young 13 year old kid smoking weed real, real young. Um, moved to California in 1997. Uh, I met a girl down in uh, Arizona and decided to take a chance with her and changed my life. Went out to California, got interested in the weed industry, come across a lot of uh, entrepreneurs like myself nowadays. Um, and it's just something that it's always like uh, drawn something towards me. I always loved the weed industry. It's just it, it was a lot of fun. 
And to finally have that like feeling of working for yourself, not having somebody over your back, having to be up at 7 a.m. when I'm going to sleep at 5 a.m. playing games all night. It felt I know good. that feeling. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I decided uh, I, I did a lot of um, I, I was a uh, let's say let's say we all start just selling weed, I guess, at a young age. I started doing and I uh, started going to a lot of underground cannabis shows in uh, in California. Um, okay. I had a I had a good clientele across the states that I was dealing with, and um, as a as a customer going into these underground cannabis shows, I was spending more than the average amount of money that people would go to these events. You have a lot of just normal local customers that would go in and spend you know 50 bucks, 100 bucks. Um, I was one of the people rare that would go into these events that was spending 10 to 30 thousand dollars every time that I would go into these events. Damn, uh, okay. So, in time as me going into the events, I kind of built up a lot of relationships with a lot of different growers, vendors, you know, um, themselves at these events, and it got to the point where when you would go to these underground cannabis shows, it would consist of about 500 people, a thousand people, and the majority of the time you have about 200 people lined outside waiting to go in as soon as the doors open up. Um, me going into the event so much, I became, uh, let's say, kind of popular. People knew who I was. Uh, so I didn't really have to wait in line. I would just pull up. They would basically VIP me through the back door. I go in there, look at all the product people have. You have like 40 plus vendors in there that would be selling all kinds of different products. So I would get my hands on product like before anybody else got to come into the event. Um, throughout the time of me going to the uh, shows, I started thinking to myself, like, you know what? I'm doing all this business out of town and in town. Why don't I just get my own brand and get my own table going and uh I decided to talk to a couple of the promoters that were throwing these shows and they tell me, oh, yeah, if you want to come here and throw your own, show, you want to set up your own table, this is the amount of money that it would be and this is what you need. So I started going to the shows and uh, started to become accustomed to far as what it's like to be a vendor in these shows. Um, about maybe four months into it, I decided, to, you know what? Every time I deal with a different promoter, one day we're in this city, the next day we're in this city, the next day we're in the woods having a weed show, the next day we're by the beach. Or it's like you're always moving locations. And I kind of found it a, a problem. It's kind of problematic is that a lot of the law enforcement um, were basically stopping a lot of these shows from going on. They didn't want it going on out there. They want to keep the legal cannabis industry just strictly indoors. Yeah. Um, so. During the events, um, I finally decided, you know, after having my own vendor table, I decided, you know, let me go invest in some property. I got a piece of property that was probably maybe 8,000 square feet. I decided to get uh, the whole building done inside, put some air conditioners, got the bathroom up to date, got all the fire hazards, all this. I got everything nice in this building to um, do some uh, cannabis shows myself. So I spoke to a couple promoters. They're like, hey, I know you don't got no vendors, but we'll let you use our vendors. And so I started using their vendors on a show that was on a Monday. So basically the cannabis shows work is that everybody would have their own particular day. You know, we would respectfully not step on each other's toes throughout the week and everybody had their particular day. So, you know, obviously the guy who has Friday or Saturday is going to be the most live show. Uh, up, yeah. So Mondays, I decided to take the worst day of the week because nobody was really doing Mondays. There was a small event okay. in town that a guy was doing, but it was a matter of like, uh, it was like maybe 40 square meters big. You only had like six, eight tables in there. And we had heard that uh, the event had actually been robbed. Uh, people had went inside the event and robbed the place with gunpoint at gunpoint with all these people. And as soon as Is that like happened, in California, or? it's in California, yeah, Sacramento yeah. at the time. Um, oh, so Sac I Sacktown, Sac baby, <laughs> 916s in the building. We uh, <laughs> we decided to uh, huh? 916. 916. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I noticed that the show that had got shut down on Monday that it was basically available at that point. Nobody wanted to go back to that building that these guys were doing the show in. So I started throwing a Monday show. Um, I kind of was uh, being from Louisiana. I was born in Louisiana. I kind of always okay. had that like southern hospitality. So the way that people would throw their shows in California, 
uh, was a lot different than the way that I approached it when I finally opened my doors to doing my own shows on Monday. Um, I would take care of a lot of the vendors. When the vendors would pull up in their vehicle, I would have security that would go out to their vehicle, unload their vehicle, bring it all their uh, equipment, everything, tables, chairs inside. I'd have people that would hand water bottles. If Let's say if you were just a single vendor by yourself and you needed to go to the restroom in the middle of the event, I would have a person that would basically take your spot while you went to the restroom. So I did a lot of stuff that was kind of the way that I wanted business to be done to me, uh, treat me the way that I wanted to be treated to other people. So doing that, um, I kind of made a lot of promoters start to notice that a lot of vendors and not just vendors, but a lot of customers were kind of stopped going to the Friday show, Saturday shows, or they would start to come to my show. And I think it created uh, created some bad things because they were losing clientele in a way to say. <clears throat> the way that I was throwing shows was a lot more respectful, in my opinion, the way that I was doing things. And I try to be a John Lennon of the industry, let's say. So I try to bring everybody under the under one roof and say, hey, why don't we all be like a team here? And uh, yeah. the world that we live in today, you can't really be a John Lennon, sad to say. And uh, eventually I got pushed out of the industry in about uh, it was January of 2019 as Prop 64 went into effect. Okay. Uh, so I decided, you know, at that point, I kind of walked away from the shows. There's another story behind me losing my building, which I'm not going to get into. There's a lot more behind it. But to focus on more of what the whole story, what's going on with me right now, um, that yeah, I, yeah. the crazy part is uh, I decided to go ahead and uproot and leave everything behind us. Um, I left and decided, I think it was in February, I had booked a trip to come to Thailand. And that was during COVID and all that shit. So we can't really... We had to get the vaccine. I didn't have the vaccine at the point, so I ended up canceling my trip. I went to Cancun, Mexico, and took a trip there instead. Well, when I came back from Cancun, I decided, you know what? Let me look back at Thailand and see if they lifted the restrictions, which at that time they actually lifted it, and I was so happy. I'm like, oh, I got to go back to Thailand again. I had went there in 2000, came here in 2019, and fell in love with the place, the people, the food, everything. I don't know if anybody's never, if you've never been to Thailand, anybody listening to this right now, it's something, a place of like a bucket list. You've got to come here. It's one place that just you'll never forget for the rest of your life. Uh, for sure. It's definitely, definitely nicest place here. So I decided uh, to go ahead and take a risk. I had heard um, on the day that uh, was my my wedding anniversary, actually, was the day that they legalized cannabis here in Thailand on 6-9, you know, out of all days. Oh, so it's a... So <laughs> you're never going to forget this day. Yeah, no, June we'll never forget. Every, this whole story right here that you guys are going to hear just 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 from basically August. It's something that it's I feel like I'm in like it's a movie and they say, you know, the world kind of just fits. The world turns into a certain way to make everything happen for you when you start to think positive. And I really, really can say right now, everything I'm going to tell you guys, that positivity is very, very real. The negative thoughts will stop you with your direction that you're trying to go. So uh, let's see where we go from. Um, I decided to go ahead and book a trip in August. Uh, I had never missed a birthday for my daughter. My daughter's 16, and I have a daughter that's just turned 20 actually last week. Um, I never okay. missed the Christmas. I never missed the Thanksgiving. I never missed a wife's birthday. I never missed nothing. I've always been with my family. I decided, you know what, let me go ahead and leave and go see uh, what's going on with cookies. I heard cookies was going to open up September 2nd. Um, I booked my flight to come out to uh, Thailand August 25th. And something had happened where I heard, like, oh, it's not going to open up or something. I'm like, well, it's already too late. I booked my ticket. I got okay. here on August 29th. I left. I left on August 29th, got here on the 30th to find out that the cookie grand opening after I booked a room in Bangkok for a week and a half, that they actually pushed the date back. And right. I'm like, okay, great. Now I'm here for September. And so I was supposed to fly back October 28th. So they um, basically they canceled the opening for September 2nd. Then it got pushed back to the end of November. 
knowing that it was going to get pushed back to the end of November and my flight had to go back October 28th, I decided to extend my trip more and uh, go to Vietnam to extend my visa, basically. Right. So I get back from there uh, all excited, like, okay, well, Cookie's going to open basically the, the uh, end of November. Uh, I could book my flight for maybe December 12th. So I changed my flight up. Once again, Cookie's pushed the date back again. I'm like, great. So now my flight, I've done it. Use all my visa up. I have to go back to the States at this point. So the time while I was here, I was doing a lot of research, talking to a lot of owners. I met a lot. Of, I went to a Superman Weed Industry. I went and spoke with the guy down there, uh, his wife and a, a co-owner. I think it's Mindy. Her name was. Spoke okay. with them. Um, I spoke with a lot of owners down here in Pattaya, Thailand, and started to kind of get an idea if this was something that would be tangible, if I could do something like this. I had always dreamed of doing the legal market, you know, to get into it. But obviously, in the states, you got to have a capital of like 1.3 million to even get into the industry there. So, for sure. Uh, I decided to take the trip out here, so I get here, I do the uh, checking everything out, and fly back uh, December 12th to go do basically a loan for against my house. So we did an equity loan for $75,000, and basically said, okay, well, you know, told the wife we're, we're done. Uh, left my boat behind. I left my studio. I just finished building a studio. I'm in the music industry, and I built a studio out. It cost me about $24,000 to do my own personal home studio I built. So. I left that behind after only being basically open for three months. My studio, I left my boat, my truck, I left my whole lifestyle, everything behind my mom. You know, obviously I left everything. I've been in America my whole life. So I jump on the, uh, we get in the car, go to the airport, San Francisco. I'm in my feelings at this point because obviously I'm leaving everything behind. I'm kind of questioning myself. Is this something that I should be doing? Is this a dream that I really need to follow? Yeah. And so I gave that last hug to my family. It kind of really struck me like, Am I making the right choice? Am I doing something that's selfish, just following my own, what I want, you know? And I say, you know what? I'm going to chase my dreams and see what happens out of it. So I get on, get to the airport in San Francisco, and this is where everything starts to take a turn, which was crazy. So I do YouTube videos also, by the way. If you guys don't know, look up uh, Todd in Thailand, just T-O-D-I-N Thailand. Um, we'll, do- we'll drop the link in the show notes for people to find. Okay, awesome, awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. So we, uh, I get to the airport and I get my last hug and I'm in my feelings. I'm crying tears. I got tears coming. Come on, guys. We we do have tears sometimes. So we had some tears coming down. I go to the uh, gate and I'm sitting at my terminal gate and uh, a black gentleman looks at me and he, he points at me. He goes, hey, you're going to the cookies grand opening, right? And I'm like, I look at this guy like, how in the hell do you know this? <laughs> like, well, you got, a cookie shirt. Like, you got a cookie shirt on and you got weed tattoo on your arm. I'm like, oh, OK, that kind of makes sense right there. So it was kind of like, it felt like it was, he was like an angel. This guy's name is Key. I'm not sure okay. of his last name, but his name is Key. You know, I got to give all props to this guy because this whole story is a lot behind me and this guy meeting. So me and this gentleman start talking for about a minute. And about maybe a minute and a half later, I have another black gentleman walk up to me. And he says, hey, aren't you uh, Todd in Thailand? I watch your YouTube videos. And let me remind you, I only have about 104 subscribers on my YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, how in the hell did you see me out of all these days? So... We, all three of us kind of just uh, have a little conversation. We're bullshitting each other, basically telling about what's going on with life. And this guy, he, he tells me that uh, he has a friend that he's going to be going to the cookie grand open. I'm like, OK, that's dope. You know, I'm going to be there. You know, maybe we can link up. And the guy. Um, so we basically we stop in Japan. We talk a little bit more in Japan. We get to Thailand. We exchange phone numbers uh, the next. Uh, so that night when I get to uh, Thailand, it was about one o'clock in the morning. I think my flight flew in. I uh, met up with my girlfriend. We went and got our hotel situated, which I booked it right by the cookie grand opening. It was a, basically like across the street kind of. Okay. So I decided I put my bags up. It was about 2 a.m., 2.30. I think I went. Nothing was open for food. So we went to 7-Eleven, got some food, 
walk to the cookie grand over to the cookie store and you know i'm a big cookie fan forever not just cookie fan i'm a burner fan to be honest uh sure. a burner fan before cookie i've been listening to his music his music is inspirational as far as uh for the industry that we're in he speaks a lot about the cannabis industry and his music so um i decided to tell my girl i'm like hey why don't we uh take a couple pictures right here while i'm laying down on the bench because i wanted to go to the grand opening that was three days obviously before they opened so i laid on the bench and if you guys look at the photo if you have seen the photo there was it was weird because the cookie symbol was on my pants, but we don't know how it got there. We have no idea how this in this photo, like a reflection, it reflected off of the, the building. But if you guys do look at the Instagram photo of me laying down, there's a cookie symbol on my legs and I don't know how it got there, which I feel like it's fate. Something happened with everything. Um, so we get the photos. I posted, I tagged cookies, Thailand, and it went viral. The photo went viral like fast within like the next morning I got like 300 something likes. I've never seen this many likes on my Instagram. So I'm noticing something's going on here at this point. Um, we decide to uh, get the photo. We go back to the room. I crash out because obviously I had jet, jet lag crazy. Uh, the guy, Key, he tells me, hey, bro, um, I want you to come over to my condo tomorrow. I'm going to have a meeting with my team and uh, I want you to come talk to him and meet him because he genuinely loved the story that I was telling about my life. Uh, so I go the next day, sit down with Key. We talk, I go and walk in, smoke some bubble gum. He had like 15 different types of weed that I can pick from. He just like, pick whatever you want to smoke. And I really don't smoke a lot. Not like I used to when in my younger days. So For I, sure. He, same he wrote, me, dude. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the, like, it's not the same no more like it used to be for me. I, I used to smoke, I don't know, blunts. I don't. I haven't smoked a cigar in three years. I haven't done a dab in two and a half years. Um, right. At this point, I'll light a joint, take two or three hits on it. And I feel like it's just enough for me to get a head change. And that's all I look for. It's just a little for bit of sure, head change. For sure, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, same. So, uh, say Key, uh, so we go meet Key and Key right when I walk in after we light the joint on the balcony, he says, hey, I just, he goes, no pun. He goes, but I just want to let you know the truth. I'm going out to a little dinner with Burner tonight. I'm like, bro, don't tell me that. Are you serious? I'm kind of like, <laughs> lost. I'm like, this is my idol. And this guy is just telling me that he gets to go with Burner tonight to go have like a little dinner. He's, so you never met Burner before this? No, I hadn't. I, I had but, seen that. I but seen you're that. a fan because like you you've been following his music you you watch what he's done with cookies and like you just been you know like you respect what he does and then now you're in thailand this guy you met at the airport you smoke you know a little joint with them and then he's like i'm about to go meet burner at dinner and then and then what then at that point i didn't really believe and he says hey uh, let me see if I can get you to actually come to this dinner. Um, this is a, actually two days before the cookie grand opening. So okay. he says, let me call my, my friend Monica and see if I can actually bring you and your girlfriend. You come to the cookie or to this uh, dinner that's going on. So he calls uh, his his friend Monica, his business partner, and she calls him back about 15 minutes later. He's like, hey, guess what? I'm like, what? He says, uh, she says you can go. I'm like, no shit, no way. Like I, my heart was racing like a little kid and, you know, just like getting a brand new Nintendo back in the 80s. <laughs> 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 and, uh, so it was dope. We uh, we went to a restaurant. I think it was a, uh, it was all plant based food. And we walk in and okay. I've seen a lot of different like people that I know in the industry at this point. Um, a lot of even a couple uh, local Thai celebrities. There was a couple rappers there and a uh, yeah. guy named Tom Cruise that was pretty known out here in Thailand. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Seen, you know, yep, man, yep. I've never been in a setting of like being around some type of <laughs> celebrity. Yeah, players, <laughs> celebrity, right? So mm-hmm. it, it was kind of like I couldn't believe, but like, before my eyes, what's going on? Well, about maybe five minutes into me walking in there, I look back towards the entrance and I see Stingy and Burner and Farid and everybody walking in and uh, Kun Josh. And I'm like, yeah, this, yeah. This, I kind of had to pinch myself to say, this is really real right now, you know? 
So I didn't, I, I didn't want to feel like a, a what do they say, not so much a groupie or a fangirl in a way, but it's like, it's kind of hard when you you see someone that you look up to, you, you know, an entrepreneur that you really idolize in a way about the way they do business or the way that they've kind of uh, come, their story, the way that they've changed their life. And uh, I seen Burner and I wanted to run up to him, just give him a hug and say, hey, thank you, but I didn't. I kind of just said, you know what, let me relax, settle down right now. And I kind of let him just walk around and talk to everybody else. Uh, once I noticed that there was a moment that I can go and just try to talk to him for a second, I seen that he was about to sit down and roll a joint. And I said, is it right if I uh, take a seat right here? He's like, yeah, sit down. And he gave me about maybe four minutes it took for him to roll the joint. And I kind of said a couple words, you know, I was kind of shaky in a way because I was like, it was that celebrity status, you know, like I'm sitting next to my, my idol here. <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. Yeah. So, uh, we got, I talked to Stingy, exchanged phone numbers with Stingy and a couple other people there. Um, well, now let's go fast forward a little bit to uh, we go to the cookie grand opening that morning. I put the I just put the vlog out, actually, of uh, the cookie grand open, if you guys probably have seen it yet. But um, so it's on the YouTube channel also. But you guys uh, make sure you check that out. Um, it was fun. I woke up in the morning. Uh, I was just kind of expecting just to go to this grand opening and just, just strictly get some video and maybe get a CD signed by Burner. I was just hoping for the most simple thing. Right. We go to cookie grand opening um, and I'm talking to everybody, getting my videos, trying to work on my vlog. And there's a guy by the name of uh, Joe. Uh, he runs the cookies Thailand page. And I didn't know who I didn't put a face with it until later on in the day. I had some gentleman just come up to me. He walks up to me, touches me on my shoulder. He goes, hey, you're invited to a dinner. And I'm thinking, I think this guy is just some uh, Asian guy that's telling me to just go into his restaurant over here. Maybe, maybe he's trying to, like, make some money from me or something. <laughs> So I'm like, I don't understand what's going on. So I go to my girlfriend. I tell her, I said, hey, I just got invited to a dinner. I said, it's right here. He just pointed at this building. Well, when we walk into this uh, to this room, it looked like it was very, very fancy. Five star type setting. And uh, and uh, there was nobody that was sitting down at these tables. It was literally me just opening this door, sliding glass door to go in there. And I see all these people that are dressed up very nice, all the employees and um, they're telling me to come sit down. And I'm like, oh, never mind, never mind. I think this is like the wrong place that I'm supposed to be going into. I think it's the wrong place. So I kind of hesitated, like, I don't think I'm supposed to be at this table. So I walk back outside and I noticed that Burner and everybody's coming from the cookie shop into this uh, this restaurant setting. And they go in there and the guy comes back to me. He's like, hey, you're invited in here. He said, just one person, though, your girlfriend has to wait out here. I'm like, OK, it's no problem. She says, hey, dad, go inside and go go sit down with him. And I didn't believe I had got invited to this dinner personally by Josh and Cookies, the team themselves. And they told me the reason why is because of the uh, how much support that I have for Cookies, the way that I go about supporting them. And, and I do that not just for Cookies. I do this for everybody in my life, my friends, my family. I do much as I can. Yeah. Uh, so I get invited to go into this dinner and uh, sitting at this table. Um, I was kind of questioning life, I guess, in, in a way. Like, why am I out of everything that I just went through? the last five months of all these obstacles. Why am I sitting at this table? Well, we sit there, we have dinner. Um, a lot of networking happened while I was in that room at that time. I decided to go back outside and I went to go uh, thank the guy named Joe for inviting me to this dinner. And I told him my story a little bit for a few minutes. And he says, you know what? Uh, I love your story. Here's a pin. He gave me a little cookie pin to put on my shirt. He's like, I want you to go inside right here. You're gonna go into the VIP. There's free drinks, food. And I'm like, he's like, burner and everybody's in there i'm like no shit i'm like no way and at this point it was funny because i never had went into the cookie grand opening upstairs because i felt that i was already there for three days before the cookie grand opening 
And I kind of wanted to be the last one of the day that was going to be the shopper. As much as I kind of put it in the in, in the social media as I was the first one there, I wanted everybody else just on uh, just being a Southern hospitality. It's like, I'm going to let you guys go into the event first. I'll be the last one. So I held back and didn't go into the event until late, late that night. But um, I got invited to this VIP room where everybody was in there. I got to sit down next to Burner, uh, was smoking a joint with him. I was rapping his music with him. It was just surreal. Like, I okay, did not. I saw that video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it, it, at that moment in my life, like it's like the it was so big that it, it was amazing. It was amazing. I I still can't believe that it happened. I really go on. I constantly say I watch the cookies video every day on YouTube just because I still don't believe it to this day. Even what eight days later, I think we're at now. <laughs> but uh, so For being sure. uh, my number, my favorite number is 22. And I found all of these numbered things hella weird. So when I get to the hotel, when I flew in. I go check in and they put me on the 22nd floor, which is odd because Cookies Grand Opening is on the 21st and my birthday is the 22nd. Okay. That night after Cookies Grand Opening, after we went to the VIP dinner and the uh, VIP room and drinking with everybody hanging out, I go out for my birthday that night and we go to a, it was a restaurant in Bangkok. And was it Bayou? 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 Bayou. It was a a restaurant that we were uh, going to on the 84th floor. Um, And so we go up to 84th floor and what table did they give me to sit at? number 22 i, I just uh, i started like uh, it was just crazy that all these numbered things were going on with uh everything's happening so basically i got down to we finished what we did in bangkok i come back down here to patia and i actually i the best news i got right now i just found property as of about one week ago i think we just found the property we got the property so i'm in the works right now of a i got a five-story property here in uh, patia um that i'm going to be working on my cannabis shop so okay this was this is awesome dude uh i like a lot of parts of of the story uh but the big thing is just like your attitude is is fucking awesome um and i like that you like you're saying like you know you do good things and good things come back to you and you you have the right mindset you know anything's possible that's something i i believe in you know 100 percent so i i really appreciate you sharing that and I'm, i'm really glad we were able to get you on uh, I told you he was real, Bill. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. I told you no, this so, motherfucker. So, all right. So now, now people have the the real story. So we can clip that, and you can share that from here on out if people ask you. Um, yeah. And like I said, we're gonna we'll link to your YouTube too. But let me ask you this, because you've got this, because you signed, a, I saw the, um, on, I think it was your Instagram, you you were signing a lease, like it showed you signing the papers and shaking hands with the real estate people, I think. Yeah. Um, so explain what you've got going on in your shop, what, like what are your plans with it? Uh, right now my plans is, uh, I, so I have five floors, um, I've spoke to my uh, my consultant about different ways that we can go about uh, doing the shop, uh, but basically my entrance is going to have, it's going to be like, since it's trees on deck, I want to have it more or less feeling like you're in a jungle in a way, not jungle, but say just more of like a green type of feel. Okay. Um, I have the first floor, I have a lady that makes smoothies out here that I fell in love with this and I kind of wanted to do something great for this woman that I've been buying smoothies for the last four months from her. And I thought, you know, she I'm not sure what she makes exactly, but I decided I want to make a smoothie shop on the front of my shop to where um, people who are walking by can order a smoothie or maybe a coffee. And I was going to give this lady 50 percent of all profits from basically selling uh, coffee and uh, smoothies. And right. I'm sure 50 percent is way more than what she makes hourly uh, or a salary where she works now. OK, um, so she's just like a worker at a smoothie shop. Yeah, just in front of a 7-Eleven. And I, yeah, I kinda, yeah, yeah. 
I, that, what a lot of it was is that I was going to just come out of my own pocket and just buy her her own cart and just give it to her on the grand opening day of my event. I was going to tell her, hey, can you come and make some smoothies at my event? And she don't even know that this uh, cart that is going to be off uh, set up for smoothies that I'm going to literally give this to her, you know, and she can do what she wants. But instead, it's like, you know, maybe I could just have her work here. I can build it right here to kind of bring people into the shop also. Um, yeah. So I'm go- I'm gonna end up uh, instead of buying a cart to give to her, I'm just gonna put one like on site to have her make smoothies and coffee because she's awesome and I like to help people out. It's just something by my genuine who I am genuinely as a person. I have a good heart. I have a golden heart. Um, I never forget where I come from. My lifestyle, you know, I- I've been through a lot of hardships in life and I, I continue to want to make people smile around me. That's what I- that's what makes me happy is to watch others smile. So I'm gonna um, the first floor of my shop is gonna be the it's gonna be uh, the cannabis shop itself. The second floor, I'm going to have a lounge, basically, where you can hang out, play uh, PlayStation 5. And uh, the next room over there is going to have, uh, like, a smoking lounge. Basically, you can smoke in one section. Then the next three levels above that, I'm going to turn into, basically, a hostel. So when okay. people come into the place, I could keep making money. So um, it, 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 I have a lot of ideas what's going to happen. My basic concentration right now is going to be on the first two floors right now, just to get the yeah, shop yeah. going. I'm waiting for to see what's going to happen in May with the Thai government because I know the Thai government's going to there's going to be a lot of changes coming up here pretty soon. Yep. A yep. lot of changes. So I'm just kind of sitting back waiting to see what's going to happen. Um, I don't come from a background as far as a high school diploma, a business degree. I have nothing. I I, I just felt that I want to follow a dream that um, that I've always wanted to have, you know, and I I couldn't make it happen in California because of the the cost of it. And decided, you know, 75000 should be enough for me to come here and make the dream happen. And I'm taking a risk, you know, and if, if everything uh, it goes good, maybe I'll be buying a house on Cosa Moy or something like that, you know, <laughs> beachfront property. <laughs> you know, what's cool is um, being a, uh, a business partner of mine are uh, opening a similar type of shop in Chiang Mai where it's okay. going to have it's it has four floors. It's going to have a cafe on the first floor, um, a dispensary, a couple lounges, area where you can. Uh, do some work um you know if you've got like you know a laptop or whatever um and so yeah it's it's like what you're describing is kind of the vision we have too up here so you know we're going to be up here in chiang mai you're going to be trees on deck is going to be down there in patia so um we should definitely link up if if we're in each other's cities man because i think we've got we're kind of on the same wavelength about what we're what we're kind of seeing in terms of a shop and you know, build like I like I like places where you know has like kind of the community aspect and you know right. yeah yeah so that's that's good stuff man. I feel like more or less you got a lot of I mean what you gotta I think the hardest thing to really face is like it, being in Thailand a lot of people uh, don't know about this industry here and it's frowned upon in a lot of people's eyes you know and right. uh, it's been that side of the community like you said yourself uh, and I really do look at marijuana as a medicinal thing i've never looked at as a drug from the young age that i was smoking with my father showing me what it was you know and uh it's been a a medicine for me people always ask well do you ever get sick and it's like i think back to my life and it's like i've really only been sick in my life like three to five times on one hand i could count of how many times i've been sick and people like well how you don't get sick or i really believe that the weed is what helps it you know the marijuana is what helps me from being sick it's kept me away from every type of sickness in life and um, I try to push that to the Thai people right now. I want, that's what I really, really genuinely want to open the shop is to teach people 
that this is a medicine, you know, and you got a lot of people that are scared of it. They don't want it out here, but uh, I'm not a, a drinker myself. I'll go out and have some drinks with the buds every once in a while, but I'm not a drinker, like an avid drinker. You're not going to find me waking up in the morning and saying, oh, let me go ahead and open a beer here and get drunk or, you know, I'm just not that person. I'm going to smoke a couple hits off a joint and just relax for the rest of the day type of guy, you know, for so, sure, for sure. Yeah, I have a lot. I have a lot of work to do. Uh for the next shit, I'm guessing. I'm hoping to be open by April. We have Rolling Loud coming down here to Patia, one of the biggest concerts. Yeah, for some kind, yeah. If you guys are out here for uh, for that time right there, make sure you guys link up. I'm hoping to be open for April 1st, and that's not no April Fool's joke, but I'm hoping <laughs> for April 1st. And, uh, uh, if, if anything, if it gets to the point where I can't April open around that point, then I'll open for 420. And if not for 420, I'll push my date back like Cookies did, and I'll push it all the way till uh, the one-year anniversary of legalization here in Thailand. The June 9th. Right on. Right. So these numbers really play a big portion. Yeah. We're well, gonna have- Thailand's all about good numbers, dude. Like, all. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I like <laughs> You're in the right place, man. <laughs> my girlfriend's sitting here next to me, and I, she had told me the same. She's like, you know, you can't pick the day that you want to open up in a way because the, you go see the monks here, and the monks will yep. give you a particular yep. date. And I never realized that. And, uh, you know, so I'm starting to learn a lot of different things about the Thai culture and how things go, you know. So uh, maybe I'm at the I think top- you'll fit right in. Based on just getting to a minute. <laughs> I'm loving it, bro. I love the people here. I love just the industry. Uh, it's gonna, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be. Uh, I'm curious to see what my life is uh, in the next two years, five years. What's gonna be looking like? You know, maybe one day uh, I'll be picking you guys up on a PJ. You know, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> hell, yeah. We, hell yeah, man. Fucking no. private jet, man. Um, no, it's cool though because I think people have like, especially with a city like Patia, like people. But I now I know I have a place to go because like before I know a couple people down there like we had Drew from Conchina on who he's the one who I think he's from Louisiana too um, okay. originally yeah yeah so he's a good guy I think his his shop is in um the the mall down by Beach Beach Road down there uh, yeah, yeah but um but he you know I'll, I'll definitely check out his shop when I'm down there but now I've got a a, a second place to go um okay. yeah and so yeah let's to be honest. I'm going to want to have you back on. I know, I know how much work there is to do that. You've got ahead of you for the next couple of months. Cause I've been in it myself right. the past few months. Um, yeah. we're almost getting there, but, um, but yeah, so you're, what's that? So I would love to give you guys an update once I get to that point where I, well, yeah, up. we're going to have you back. Yeah. Like once you, you're going to be busy the past next couple of months, but yeah, once you, once you got all that taken care of and you have your opening or even before or right after, yeah, we're going to have to have you back on to see how it's going because, uh, yeah, it sounds like it's going to be a good place down there. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, for I've had sure. A lot opened up with everything that's come along this way. I've had doors opened up that I never even imagined with even as far as um, uh, there's a grow facility. It's like a 20,000 square foot grow facility um, that I come in contact with the guys and I'm going to be getting flowers, uh, indoor flowers at basically 150 baht per gram, which is phenomenal price here, you know? Oh, for sure. So uh, there's a lot of money to be made here. A lot of dreams are going to come true. Uh, life is about to change right now. I'm sitting here in this one, this one bedroom condo overlooking the ocean right now, thinking, you know, I wish I had a three bedroom condo overlooking the ocean. So I got a lot of dreams and aspirations to, to goals to chase here. I'm not stopping for nobody, bro. I left everything behind. I got to get all that shit back here. <laughs> I got to get everything back again. So. For yeah. sure, man. I appreciate yeah. the opportunity with you guys, man. I hope that uh, maybe some of the stories I told with you guys, everything that's going on in my life, inspired you guys in some type of way and uh, make you understand, you know, the, the dream is not just a dream. You really can make it a reality if you just stick at it and just don't get scared. You know, open that door, walk through and slam that door shut and keep proceeding in front of you, you know?
Well, yeah, I was just going to say um, last week we had a guy named Mendel on and he does the High Thailand website, which is like a dispensary review. Um, okay. Yeah, like he knows like the, the guys down at Sukhum Weed and, you know, he's in Bangkok, um, but he, he's a good guy. And like uh, the way we were kind of talking is like this is just the beginning, man. Like yeah. we're we are in the beginning. Like yeah. and what's going to happen here? We don't even know how how it's all going to play out but it's going to be good you know especially for people who have the right mindset and are doing things right making the right connections it's all about like who you surround yourself with and good network that's why we have this podcast is like being able to connect the community you know whether it's a dispenser owner growers people in the you know anybody really right Right. who's who's putting their energy into it um and yeah so that's what it's all about man and i think there's going to be so much creative stuff happening like in the next few years so when did you move out here to uh, thailand when did you get here oh i've been here almost 10 years almost 10 years okay yeah yeah so what what part of america you left um i'm originally from wisconsin but um i like i've lived in california i lived in oregon um like i used to live in eugene oregon which you're probably familiar with yep yep yeah yeah Yeah, you're a cheesehead though, so I know. Yeah, I'm a cheesehead. <laughs> you, you a Packer fan? Oh, of course, man. It's religion. Okay. You guys, ready for that Super Bowl? I got, I got to stay up. I got to stay up till six. I got to be up at six a.m. to watch the Super Bowl. That's crazy to think about it that way. In a way, I got to be yeah. at six. Yeah. Watch the Super Bowl. I want to know how many people I can piss off with this phrase though. Um, go birds. Go birds, huh? <laughs> I'm a, I'm a die Fly Eagles fly. Uh, okay. Okay. I can't hate on that. Saints fan. I've always been since a child, basically. So when we when we lose, I'm one of those guys that when when we lose a football game, do not call my phone, do not text me and tell me, uh uh-uh, because I will basically block your fucking number at that point. <laughs> do you remember Super Bowl 31? Uh, Green Bay Packers versus Patriots in New Orleans. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that one. Yeah. Brett, when Brett Favre won, that was. Oh, yeah, that was. Uh, that was a good, good year right there, football, bro. <laughs> Dude, that was very good year. Yeah, down in your city, man. Down in New Orleans. <coughs> New Orleans, yeah. I've been. I went to Super yeah. Bowl. Um, I don't even know what number it is at this point. I went to the first Super Bowl when it was in uh, Arizona back as a 15 year old kid. Um, okay. and then I went to I went to Super Bowl in Florida and Jacksonville also. I went out there for that. One. I think it was New York and New England at the time, but. Uh, the stories that I have behind my life, bro, it's some funny shit, man. A lot of the life, you know, I really feel that everything's like, I wish I could just make a movie, but I don't think I have enough time for the rest of my life to even make this movie happen if I wanted to. So I'm just going to let it play out for what it is, work on my vlogs, do what I can do when I get the chance and try to show the world what I can, you know. Um, well, like, I can you know, guarantee you at least get one more subscriber after today. That would be me. Hey, that, that, I appreciate it. <laughs> I think I, uh, I just hit 204 subscribers, and I think I need 1,000 subscribers on YouTube before you can do monetization, I guess. So yep. I'm aiming for it. I think I've gotten 190-some subscribers over the last six months. So I haven't really pushed the issue much. But um, if it's something that happens with the YouTube that can blow up and make some type of money, some type of revenue, I, I'm all for it. You know, I just really do the YouTube and all that. Just to basically for myself to look back when I'm like 65, 70 years old and say, hey, you know, I remember this day, you know, just to show the grandkids one day possibly. But yeah, for sure, man. Yeah. I, enjoy, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. Yeah, absolutely. I get smoking absolutely. on some dosi dough and some uh, slushy I got, some basio gelato, some candy rain. What else I got here? Some white runs. Yeah, I haven't smoked nothing today. I've been busy all day today. I'm about to get my smoke on, relax, get my girl oh, some food, some Thai food. <laughs> For sure, man. For sure. I want to see who I'm talking to here. 
from you guys, bro. Like, I really want to see. I don't know who you. I just see your the the C- page wondering like. Sita C- C- can open his camera. I so a little back a little yeah. a little background on me. I I do some write, writing off of uh, that's separate from this stuff, and I okay. kind of have to keep a little bit anon- anonymity for that because for a variety of reasons. Okay. Um, just to, yeah, like I don't want to get fully into it, but um. Sita can open his camera if he wants to. So Sita, so I I actually don't even have a webcam, and oh, I don't. was gonna join via my phone, but I didn't know if that's gonna cut off the recording, so I'm not risking it. Oh, just yeah. imagine. I'll meet you. I'll meet imagine. you in person, but yeah. So I, either way, I'm just saying, yeah. say hi to you guys, so you guys at least see the face right here, wise. But yeah, yeah um, sure. this is dope. Like, so I really, when you hit me up, I kind of was like, is this shit real? They really want to do an interview with me? Like, what the hell is this about? <laughs> I really didn't believe it, bro, because I mean, first time for a lot of things are first times for me right now in life, and it's like. Um, Sometimes I feel like it's just not real. And I ask my questions sometimes like, why me? Well, I'll be honest with you. Like the way the article, the article was written, I feel like did not give you justice to your story. Cause in my, like meeting you and and talking with you a little bit is it's painting the picture a lot better in my eyes. Right. And that's, that's why I wanted to have you on. Cause like once, once I realized that you were a real person, I'm like, we got to have this guy on. Cause like you've got a story i knew that for sure and i yeah. knew it was not told in that little article because it was just like a little paragraph in it to be honest it, this is my opinion i'm just gonna yeah. be straight up i feel like it didn't paint you in a good light for that article yeah kind of it kind of was like a 50 50 feeling when i read on it too it yeah and i met it, the gentleman actually when i met that wrote that article it was in that vip room at that moment uh he was just standing around and i just spoke with him for i tried to give him a story fast as i could within like 10 minutes of time uh, so I just threw it down. He was just jotting down what he could jot down. He he probably could have spent a little bit more time and try to uh, explain about what was going on because I did give him a, a big chunk of the story. Uh, yeah. I think just kind of just kind of made it uh, shorted the version of it. You know, made it short. For sure. So, yeah, that, that's the but that's the cool thing about what I like about podcasts is you can get a little bit more in the to the meaty parts. You know. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's you guys not. saved a lot of time because I was going to go to the beach and go put the camera at the beach and just sit here and do the whole story and put it as a vlog on there. But I might actually just end up putting this out there uh, just to save me the time. Also, I recorded the whole conversation on my phone right now, so I'll probably just transfer the audio over and just uh, do the same yeah. thing. Editing yeah. Editing myself. Once I'll say this. Once um, we have the shop open, we're going to set up a uh, up in Chiang Mai. We'll set up like a video studio more. Um, okay. Yeah, and so like one, yeah, it's just yeah. Right now we're just doing the art, but yeah, something like that, like, hundred percent. Like, what do you guys aim to open? You guys have a, a opening date or anything in mind? It's always gonna be two more weeks, right? I mean, two more weeks, two more <laughs> weeks, two more <laughs> weeks. Yeah, when you guys actually get officially open, I, I, if I have a, if everything's going good for me, I mean, let's say before then, uh, if my shop's not open, I'll take a flight personally up there uh, yeah. to come hang out with you guys for a couple of days. Me and my girl will come up there and hang out and check out the shop and. I for sure, man. Like you guys did for me right here. I, I really uh, appreciate the time. You know, you guys didn't have to do this, but you guys reach out to me. And I respectfully, I genuinely uh, uh, thank you guys, man, from the bottom of my heart, just spending the time to listen to my story, man. Absolutely. No, for, no it's good to have you real, on, bro. man. Yeah. Appreciate it, you guys. I, at, this point, at this point, I might get a trees on deck tattoo. So hey. Just let you know. That's how, <laughs> that's how, that's how on fan I've become to you now. I appreciate it so much, man. I really the, the, the cookie See, tattoo good. that was funny. I mean, go to that point was that um, I wanted to get the just a burner signature, and so obviously I got him to sign the CD. Stingy signed the CD. I got a T-shirt that I had bought, 
had a whole bunch of different people sign the T-shirt. And the most funniest part out of all of this, out of having all these celebrities sign this shirt, was my girlfriend was sitting in the VIP. We're in there with Burner and everybody. She's just sitting at a table lonely by herself having a drink. And uh, she says, Dad, I go, what? She goes, can I sign the shirt too? And I damn near wanted to break down in tears, bro, because like, you know what? I've been with her for five months, and a lot of the reason why I came back was obviously to open my own shop, but a lot of it was because of her. Um, it, so I let her sign the shirt with as far as Burner and everybody else signed. So I'm going to put this in a frame for the shop when I open up. Oh, but yeah. uh, it's it's dope. I got the shirt signed. I got the CD, and then I went up to Stingy. I'm like, hey, sign my arm right here. And then I said, told Burner, I'm like, can you sign my arm right here? I'm going to go get it tattooed on me. They didn't believe that I was going to get a tattooed. I went the next, I'm over here trying to keep myself in the, sh- uh, in the shower in the morning the next day from getting the ink from the permanent marker, uh, not basically disappearing. So we got the tattoo, uh, got it done. I just actually got done healing like as of like yesterday, just got done healing. So, right. yeah, I'm excited, bro. Like, so I, I'm, I'm happy. I wish you guys the best of luck up there in Chiang Mai. I'll come up there and come smoke one with you guys. I think For I can sure. travel with some weed over there. Yeah, but. yeah, no, it's good. To, yeah, this is good stuff. This is what what it's all about, man. Definitely. Um, yeah. So, cool, man. We'll really appreciate the time. Um, we'll have you too. back on, and we'll yeah, we'll connect at some point, either down there, or up here, and uh, yeah. So yeah, in the meantime, take care, dude. All right, bro. You guys have a good night tonight. Yeah, you too, Thank man. Thank you, man.